Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett, I'm Lee. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Makers Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. And I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is January 4th, 2023, Don. Hey, I got 22 on here still. Let me fix that real quick. 23. <laughs> Almost forgot. New year, right? New year, new me. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, all right, guys. So sorry I missed you on Monday. Um, those of you that know me personally know that this time, like I've told you all before, this time of year is real crazy. For us at work and uh, Monday was just a long day um, I think it was 12 12 30 when I got home in the afternoon you're thinking 12 30 you work half day no I started at 12 30 so it was a 12 hour day and I was tired so this is how Monday went I worked I came home ate some lunch slash dinner took a shower and fell asleep so it is what it is but with that being said, I'm here today on Wednesday, right? And uh, I don't know how long this show's going to go. It might go 30 minutes. It might go an hour. Depends. You know how you know how I get. I start rambling and carrying on. But before I do, I want to remind you of our newest sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. It is January 4th, guys. You literally have two months before uh, Valentine's is here. And I would say you don't want to wait two months to order. Order now. Go to ChristianLawson.com. They got stuff for women, men, you know, whatever you whatever you got to buy for, check them out. Use promo code DTOM at the checkout. 30% off, guys. Excuse me. All right. So... <sighs> New year, right? Um, just a couple of things before we get into the show. I want to remind you guys, please check out our social media platforms on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and uh, Ticker Talker at Don't Tread on America. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, it is PCGC underscore 1775. And uh, don't forget about our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. <laughs> um, follow us on any of those profiles, guys. If you want to message the show, if you want to email, you can do that from our web from our um, website. You can message us uh, any of the other platforms. You can message us if you have comments, questions, uh, ideas, things you would like more of. You can hit us up there. I do check my emails every day, so uh, yeah. And I would encourage you guys, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, um, follow the show on Facebook. And the reason I say that is because I need more likes. No, I'm joking. But um, I want to get to a point. Now, we're doing next Tuesday, we're doing our two-year anniversary show, and I'm going to have a special guest in studio with us. Um, <clears throat> it'd be interesting to do a live show, a Facebook Live. And the reason I say that is uh, you guys could interact with us. So um, I'm, I'm still thinking about that. I haven't, haven't um, 
thought definitely that we're going to do that. But just keep in mind, the only way to know that is to follow us on Facebook. And uh, if we decide to do that, I'll send out a uh, an alert, so to speak, and uh, you can respond, not respond, whatever. Um, but it'd be interesting. Um, you'll get to see our ugly mugs. We'll chit chat about whatever. I don't know that that, that show is going to be anything topical per se. We're just going to kind of review the last two years since we started the podcast, and you'll hear uh, Chris will be here. Um, so those of you that been listening to the show since day one, it'll be a familiar voice. Um, for those of you that are new to the show, he is on the show with me when we do the DTOM files. So he will be here because he is the executive producer of the show. And, um, yeah, you know, i got to have him here for the, the two-year anniversary, right? All right. With that being said, we are uh, – got a new segment to the show that we started. I started last um, – I think – I don't know. Shit, I think it was just after Christmas I did one of these, or maybe it was before. Hell, I don't remember. But uh, – Get off my lawn, damn kids. Right. So, new year, new me, people. Hear me out. Stop. (laughs) No, but seriously, stop. I don't want to discourage anybody from joining a gym, going to the gym, doing whatever. If you're going to be a new year, new me person, great, fabulous. Do me a favor. Stay out of my way. Okay? <laughs> no, but seriously, stay the hell out of my now. Um, here's the deal. If you're new to the gym, and this goes for men, women, boys, girls of all ages, here's some suggestions for you. Okay? Just know that when you go to the gym, no matter what time of day it is, okay, if you're new to the gym, and not so much that if you change gyms, if you were going to this gym and you moved to this gym. I'm not talking about that. You, if, you've, if you're a gym rat and you're just changing gyms, you know the deal. But if you're like, I got to lose some pounds, I need to go join the gym. Because that's what happens every January. You'll have a 20 40% bump in attendance at the gym. Those of you that go to the gym on a regular basis know exactly what I'm talking about. It's to the point where I don't want to go. But it's like, well, I'm not going to stop my routine because of these people because surely by March it clears back out so it's like whatever at any rate so here's some suggestions for you guys that are going back to the gym or starting the gym for the first time and you're doing the new year new me great by all means don't let me stop you don't let anybody at any gym that you go to stop you but this is what you need to do number one either Go to the gym with a friend. I mean, in my opinion, if you're if you're a man or a woman, okay, it's better, in my opinion, it's better to go with a friend. So, like, I, me and Chris go to the gym, okay? I don't like going to the gym with my wife because we don't work out the same, right? She's a woman. I'm a man. Obviously, we're not lifting the same weights. She lifts more than me. She's stronger. But, um... So find a friend to go to the gym, preferably a friend that goes to the gym. And the reason I say that is because of this. They're going to know the deal. They're going to know the etiquette. You have people that go to the gym this time of year. And unless you happen to be doing a circuit workout, which most people don't do that, um, you're going to focus on a body part. Okay, You're going to go to the gym today's chest day, uh, tomorrow or the day after, whatever, how, how often you're going to go. So, like, my idea of going to the gym is Monday or Sunday, we do chest, period. Boom, chest, that's it. Monday, I'm trying to get back into doing Mondays. Um, once work gets back to normal, I'm gonna, that'll be my commitment to myself is to start hitting Mondays and start doing legs again. Uh, Wednesday is back and shoulders, okay? Friday is arms, strictly arms, biceps and triceps. That's it. And that's what we do. Okay, stick to a body part, whatever you feel like working out. Now, don't go into the gym. This is just, I'm not a personal trainer. This is just what I'm telling you from personal experience. Don't focus so much on cardio. Okay, do some cardio to warm up. 
maybe five, ten minutes to warm up the body, get the body, get the blood flowing, okay? Second, stretch. Before you lift weights, stretch, okay? Now, ideally what you want to do is when you join the gym is you want to walk the gym, okay? Here's the cardio stuff, whether it's treadmill, stair step, or whatever you're doing. Okay, over here is a place to stretch, whether it's on the floor, preferably not in the middle of the walkway, or uh, some gyms have stretch areas. They have like little machines that you can stretch on. And I love those things because that really just gets the back stretched out and popping and cracking. It's great. But know what you're going to do. Okay, today I'm going to do chest. I'm going to hit these areas, especially if you're going by yourself. Have a plan. Don't jump on this machine and this machine. And another thing, put your damn cell phones away. Okay, you're there to work out. You're not there to tweet or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or take pictures. You're there to fucking work out. Because that's <laughs> nothing pisses me off more than you see these youngsters in there. And I'm not trying to sound like an old man, but this is the get off my lawn statement, right? Um, is when they sit there and take pictures. Who gives a shit? Work out. Or, hear me out, get the fuck out of the way. Okay. If you have the money to do so, get a trainer, okay? And not so you need a trainer so you can lose weight or you can build muscle, whatever. They're going to try and do whatever. But the reason I say get a trainer is this. They're going to tell you, okay, uh, Mr. Johnson, what do you want to do? I want to work chest. I want to build my pecs. Okay, these are the exercises you need to do. Okay, I want to build my arms. These are the exercises you can, you can use. This machine, this machine, free weights, yada, yada, yada. They're going to point you in the right direction, and then you'll have an idea. Okay, when I go to the gym on whatever day, and I'm going to do chest, I know I'm going to hit these machines, so on and so forth. And and the reason I say that is that way you create a gym etiquette, okay? And you keep the people that regularly go to the gym from getting pissed off. Number two, put your damn weights away. If you're lifting weights, you put them on the bar, you need to be strong enough to take them the fuck off the bar and put them back. Okay? Number three, wipe down the equipment when you're done. No one wants to sit. I wipe down prior to and after because I see how many people don't wipe down the machines when they're done. Okay? Now, it's not that I'm afraid of whatever. Um, <laughs> there's a lot. I, let me put it this way. I've gone to the bathroom at the gym, okay? I've seen many a motherfucker go in there and take a piss and or a shit, not wash their hands. Keep that in mind. And it's not a lady thing. It's not a man thing, obviously. I've never gone into the ladies' restroom and seen that. But I have gone into the men's room, taking a piss or whatever, and I see some dude standing next to me taking a piss, walk right out the door. That's why I wipe down prior to, okay? Because... There's just dirty motherfuckers in this world. Okay? Wipe down the machines when you're done. Number four. Have fun. You're not... Your new year, new me idea is not going to mean anything if you're not having fun. And that's why I say... Mm, drink some whiskey. No. Um, go with a friend. That way you can set up a goal between y'all and have fun. Okay? But most importantly, gym etiquette. Okay? Keep the people that go to the gym on a regular basis in mind. Because you'll really start seeing some pissed off people. Alright. That's all I got for you today. Have a great day. No, I'm joking. Alright, so I guess we're going to jump right into the mix here. What in the hell is going on in uh, on Capitol Hill? So, obviously, if you guys are paying attention to to what's going on, you have Kevin McCarthy, uh, his bid to be the Speaker of the House, right? Obviously, at this point, it is in jeopardy. Now, as I was writing these notes and some of these clips I have were from yesterday on Tuesday, um, it is now up to date where he's lost his fifth go around. And it's interesting, and, I, and I'll get to the more current situation of, of the stuff. I want to play some of these clips from yesterday, but real quick. It's interesting to go on Twitter, because I guess Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat, I think out of New York, whatever, I don't care, uh, has won the Democratic leadership. So like Nancy Pelosi retired, 
So he is essentially the new Nancy Pelosi. That doesn't mean he's Speaker of the House. He is just the leader of the Democratic Party in the Congress. Okay, so technically, right now, Kevin McCarthy is the lead of the Republican Party. To be Speaker, you have to be voted in by your colleagues, whether that's Republican and or Democrats. So, so there's 222 Republicans in the House. There is 202, I think it is, Democrats. The one thing you can you have to give Democrats credit for is the fact that they stick together through everything. They might argue about stuff, but when it comes to votes, they stick together. So, Akeem Jeffries got all 202 Democrats to vote for him to be um, the head of the Democratic wing of the uh, of the House there the, of the uh, Congress. Now, on the other side, to to become Speaker, you need a majority of the votes. The majority is 218. So you cannot McCarthy cannot stand to lose more than four votes. Well, he's lost. It's well, maybe he's lost twenty votes, and he's down to um, maybe he's at two or two, and Hakeem's at two twelve. Maybe that's what it was. So the two hundred twelve is uh, how many Democrats, and they all voted for Hakeem and two hundred twenty-two Republicans, and he's only at two or two. Now I think today it just broke. He lost his his fifth vote. They're voting every couple of hours. You know, what happens is you have a vote. You, If you fail, then people will get up and stand up for you or against you and say whatever they're going to say. So um, the last vote was uh, um, I think he had 200 and, or maybe it was right at 200 and Jim Jordan had some and then Byron Donald from Florida had some. He had like 20. So it would be, and he's one of the ones that is against McCarthy. But let's let's play some of these clips. Now this is Matt Gates out of Florida here. Maybe, or it's going to be a commercial actually. So of course, of course it's going to be a commercial. And of course I can't even mute the damn thing. Skip the fucking ad, Jesus fucking Christ. Kevin McCarthy today, take no joy in this discomfort that this moment has brought. But if you want to drain the swamp, you cannot put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise. I'm a Florida man and I know of what I speak. We offered Kevin McCarthy terms last evening that he rejected. We sought a vote in the first quarter of the 118th Congress on term limits. He refused. We wanted a budget from the Republican Study Committee that balances on the floor in the first quarter. He refused. We wanted the border plan that the Texas delegation put together on the floor. He refused. And it is true that we struggle with trust with Mr. McCarthy because time and again, his viewpoints, his positions, they shift like sands underneath you. Even Kevin McCarthy's own mentor recently said that the lies always change. And Mr. McCarthy is not only responsive to pressure from the right. Time and again, he has failed to achieve the goals that we seek on spending and on the fight. For months, we have been asking Mr. McCarthy for his battle plan. How do we ensure that we stand up for folks in the military who feel like they're being purged? How do we ensure that if there is the passage of a farm bill, it includes things like work requirements? And all we got was a handful of howdy and a mouthful of much obliged. So we do not want to be here at this moment. We would prefer to have a unity of purpose, but we will not continue to allow the Uniparty to run this town without a fight. There's very little difference between Nancy Pelosi and her California delegation mate that seeks the gavel. And we want to change because this town is broken. And this is a person who has acknowledged in Mr. McCarthy that the town is broken, and he has been a part of that process for many years as a member of the leadership. We'll take. So, now it's interesting because I'm personally not a big fan of McCarthy. Okay, he is what Matt Gates just described. He is a swamp creature. He is part of the Uniparty. What is the Uniparty? That is, there's there's blurred lines between Democrats and, and Republicans. He is part of the problem. Forty percent, forty six percent of the time, he's voted with. 
Democrats. 46. Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi, 6% when she was Speaker, or even just in Congress in general. I've heard many arguments for Kevin McCarthy, and those arguments are this. He plays the middle of the road, which will help you get votes, which will help you get bills passed. Here's the thing. Like I said earlier, Democrats stick together. If they don't like whatever you're talking about, it's a no. They don't give a shit how much they might like Kevin McCarthy. Okay? Do you want a Jim Jordan or Byron Donalds? Someone like that. Um, I don't know. I, I think the biggest thing I've heard about uh, McCarthy is this. You want someone like that because he's going to work the party lines. He's going to get this. He's going to help with the votes. To the point where he even had Trump come out yesterday and put out, you know, he. this is what he wrote. Some really good conversation took place last night. And it's now time for our great Republican House members to vote for Kevin, close the deal, take to victory, and watch crazy Nancy Pelosi fly back home to a very broken California. The only speaker in the U.S. history have lost the House twice. Republicans do not turn a great triumph into a giant, um, embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good job and maybe even a great job. Just watch. Now, here's my argument to you, Mr. Trump. Kevin McCarthy is not your friend. He is not your fan. And when he... <laughs> when he... Becomes... Or I shouldn't say... If he becomes president again. And if... Um, McCarthy is, is your speaker. It's not going to be a good thing. Okay? There are certain people... In the House and the Senate, there's certain Republicans, quote-unquote, that play the game, but they're not for you, the people. Okay? He is one of them. Lindsey Graham. McConnell. You know, there's there's a bunch. Now, I would say of the 200 and however many that's voted for McCarthy, there's probably a chunk of those people that are just voting to vote. Let's just get this done. I mean... You can say whatever you want about the 20 or so that are against this. Most of which, a lot of which I should say, are from Texas and from Florida. But there's got to be a reason. Now, you heard Matt Gates say, we went to him and said, you know, we want these things. Border security votes, uh, balanced balance bu budget amendments, um, term limits, so on and so forth. And nothing. Those are legitimate things. Obviously, these swamp creatures, these these lifers, so to speak, don't want term limits because that means they're out of a job. Um, but you have some pretty respectable uh, people speaking out against him. And these are people that are... Some of these people are his friends. Um, Jim Jordan doesn't want to be the speaker. But I think I think he'd make a good one. I think Byron Donalds from Florida would make a good one. And I think in in all in all honesty, if the Republicans were smart, now I say if the Republicans were smart, they would maybe talk to McCarthy and say, look, a lot of people don't want this. Besides these 20 or so people in the chambers that don't want this, their constituents don't want this. And he's losing votes. Whereas he first vote, he was at 202, second vote, 202. But now he's losing votes. I think he's under 200. Now, the funny thing about Twitter is there's so many idiots on Twitter that don't know the rules of the game. I don't understand why they don't just... Put Hakimi. He's already won five times. He hasn't won anything five times. You're never... No offense to Hakeem Jeffries. Don't know him. Don't care to know him. Okay? He's never going to be Speaker of the House because all they're going to get 
is 212 Democratic votes. You would need six uh, Republicans to say, fuck it, let's vote for him. And even as much as these guys might want to go against Kevin McCarthy, they're not stupid enough to vote for him. They're going to keep pushing the agenda now. It's been what, I think the last time this happened, oddly enough. <laughs> and here's interesting, interesting thing about history. History. This last happened 100 years ago. Now, and I've told you guys show after show how history has a, has a tendency to repeat itself. And I, I talked about this, I don't know, a year or so, year or so ago. And it was when COVID was at its highest point. And we talked about the Spanish flu. Okay. Now, the Spanish flu was in 1920. Okay, eerily similar, COVID, 2020. In one of the shows I did talking about the New Great Depression, I referenced, in my opinion, that the beginning of the Great Depression started after the Spanish flu. And the reason I say that is because what the government did in 1920, not to go through the whole rigmarole, but what the government did in 1920 after 21, let's call it 1921, after the Spanish flu, after they kind of got everything under control, not via vaccines, but via letting shit work itself out, uh, the economy was sucking. So what did the government do? They pumped money into the into everyone's pockets, essentially, to create spending, Okay. Now, I'm talking 1921, not 2021, but you see the you see the similarities, right? Kept pumping money, kept pumping money. People bought stock, they did whatever. Stock market was out of control. I'm still talking 1921, not 2021, but you can see the similarities. Eventually, the uh, hens come to roost, so to speak. And the market crash. Now, this wasn't immediately. It wasn't. So, 1920 was Spanish flu. 21, the government started pumping money into to society. That's where the term, the roaring 20s, because spending was out of control. Not just by our government, but by the people. Okay? Spending was out of control. People were buying, buying, buying. Buying to the point where the supply couldn't keep up with the demand. So, what did they do? They upped the supply. They pumped up the supply, 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 supply. Then what happened? Now, this was over a period of time. Okay? Over a period of time, you ended up with too much supply and not enough demand. Then the market started going south. Okay? In that time frame, in 1923, this same exact thing happened. Why? Because the leader... The person that was going for the lead of the house, um, pardon me, I don't know the person's name off the top of my head. This is I wasn't planning on talking about this, but hey, welcome to the Don't Tread on America show, right? Um, this person could not get the votes because he was in line with whatever situation, and you had a group of, and I can't, I can't recall if it was Republicans or Democrats. It doesn't matter. Most of these people are all the fucking same. I've said this time and time again. You have, what is it, 434 Congress people. They're all the same minus a handful. Okay? In my opinion, those 20 or so Republicans are your true patriots. You're going to go on Twitter and you're going to hear a bunch of shit about how Oh, these people are unpatriotic, and look, even Trump's calling them out. And then, <laughs> to the point where we even had Laura Boebert come out and say this. Let's stop with the campaign smears and tactics to get people to turn against us. Even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off. I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes, and it's time to withdraw. With that, I yield. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. I think if he doesn't get nominated, or nominated, if he doesn't win today, what's today? Today's Wednesday. I would say, I don't know how long you want this to drag on, but I would say at least, if not sooner, but at least by Friday, 
or I should say at the latest, by Friday. If he doesn't get the votes by Friday, he needs to step aside. You can sit there and say whatever you want about these 20 or so Republicans that are doing what they're doing. Okay? I don't care. Talk whatever shit you want about a Bo- about Boebert, Gates, um, Donalds, Chip Roy. I don't care. Say whatever in the hell you want about these people. If McCarthy honestly cared about the American people and about American democracy, if he really cared about the Republican Party, he would step aside and let someone else run. That's my opinion. Why Kevin McCarthy? You have 222 other, 221 other choices. Why him? And you know what? Kevin McCarthy strikes me as the kind of guy that's going to take his ball and go home. And the reason I say this is this. He strikes me as the kind of guy that, let's assume, just for a minute, and I could honestly see this happening. I could honestly see by the end of the week him not getting the votes and him stepping aside. I honestly can see this happening. And then you'll have Jim Jordan, Byron Donalds, one of these other guys step up. Hell, I think Chip Roy would make a good one. Uh, But whatever, whatever. You have one of these guys step up. Why Kevin McCarthy? It's like when Paul Ryan retired, all of a sudden, McCarthy? Why? Why should we trust this guy? Look at his voting record. What do you think he's going to do as Speaker of the House? When he was the minority whip, when he was the head of the Republican Party, not speaker because we didn't have the people, whatever, he encouraged people to vote for the ominous bus. He he encourages people to vote for bills just to, let's just get this done. The market's going to look like shit for the next week. It's because of this. And you're going to hear a lot of people blame these 20 or so Republicans, when in all honesty, maybe you should be blaming McCarthy. Here's Chip Roy. So this is what the chamber looks like when we're actually debating and the bodies are in the chairs. How many times have we been down here giving speeches and there's not a soul in the chamber? There it is. <laughs> yeah, this is what it takes to get 440, 435 people in the chamber and have an actual debate. The American people are watching, and that's a good thing. What we're doing is exercising our rights to vote and have a debate and have a discussion about the future of this country through the decision of choosing a speaker. This is not personal. It's not. This is about the future of the country. This is about the direction of the country. American people who are looking at this body and wondering why we can pass $1.7 trillion bills that are unpaid for. They can just slide in $45 billion for Ukraine but not pay for it. $40 billion for emergency spending and not pay for it. 10% increase in defense spending, 6% increase in non-defense spending and not pay for it. And not do a thing except put language in a bill that prohibits our ability to use the money to secure the border. That bill gets rammed through, and we know exactly how it gets rammed through, because the defense world and the non-defense world come together and say, you know what, we're going to cut a deal, and we'll all go to the mics, and we're all going to give speeches, and the American people are the big losers. That's what happens. We know that's what happens. The Rules Committee sits up there and passes a bill, sends it to the floor, and we have no debate on the floor of this body. We haven't been able to offer an amendment on the floor of this body since May of 2016. The former leader and I have discussed this right here. That's true. But the fact is, this place has to change. It has to change. And the change comes by either adopting rules and procedures that will make us actually do our job, or it comes from leadership. And people ask me, what do you want? 
I want the tools or I want the leadership to stop the swamp from running over the average American every single day. We can't keep doing this. I'm going to sit here until we figure out how to stop spending money we don't have. I don't want any more empty promises. I don't want any more, oh, don't worry, trust us, we'll do it. I want to know that we're going to be able to exercise our rights as a member of this body to stand up for the American people and actually fix this country. And it's not going to happen when we use our men and women in uniform in defense and wrap ourselves around that and then spend more money that we don't have, weakening that defense, weakening our country in the process. But that's what we just did. Ladies and gentlemen, I am asking for us to come together and figure out how to solve these problems. And to do that, I'm going to do what I did my very first act as a member of Congress or as a congressman-elect and nominate Jim Jordan for speaker. Now, Jim has said he doesn't want that nomination, and Jim has been down here nominating Kevin, and I respect that. And again, I have no personal animus towards Kevin, and I've worked for the last two months to try to figure out how to get the rules to make this place better, and we've made progress. But we do not have the tools or the leadership yet to stop the swamp from rolling over the American people. Jim has been doing it. He has a track record of doing it. And for those reasons, I am nominating Jim Jordan from Ohio for Speaker of the House of Representatives. Now, <clears throat> I have no problem with that. And like he said, it's not personal. So in business, you'll hear this term. For those of you that listen, you're, um, you understand this term. It's not personal. It's business. It's not personal. It's business. McCarthy is not the right guy for the job. Now, Chip Roy nominated Jim Jordan. Here's Jim Jordan. Objectives this Congress. Three fundamental things we have to get done in the 118th Congress. First, pass the bills that fix the problems. In two years' time, we have, went, we, we have a border that is no longer a border. We have a military that can't meet its recruitment goals. We have bad energy policy, bad education policy, record spending, record inflation, record debt, and a government that has been weaponized against we the people, against the very people we represent. So we, we need to pass legislation to address all that. And I hope my Democrat colleagues will join me. I really do. But I have my doubts. And if they don't, and if Chuck Schumer says, no, we're not going to take up that legislation that we pass, and if Joe Biden won't sign it, so be it. They'll have to, they'll have to answer to the people in 2024. Second, second, we can never, ever let a bill like the one that passed 12 days ago, $1.7 trillion spent, we can never, ever let that kind of legislation pass again. We, We have, to, we have to pass a budget that makes sense, that's good common sense, then do the 12 appropriation bills that, that, are, that recognize it's the people's money, not ours, and send it to the Senate, and then stand firm on that legislation. And again, if they won't take it up, and Joe Biden won't sign it, we can stand firm on a CR or something. We can have that fight, but we are not going to have what took place a week and a half ago ever happen again. And then finally, third, and this is important. We got to do the oversight, well, the do House, the investigations. We have to do the oversight and the investigations that need to be done. This idea that bureaucrats who never put their name on a ballot but think they run the country, who have assaulted our constituents' First Amendment liberties, they need to be held accountable. That has to happen. We need to do it. So my question is this. Why are those words coming out of Jim Jordan's mouth and not McCar uh, McCarthy's? Why? To me, this sounds like the Speaker of the House. This is what we need to do. Where's McCarthy? Why isn't he saying these words? I can respect the fact that whoever wants to nominate Kevin McCarthy, I have no problem with that. But when you have a person like Jim Jordan 
nominating Kevin McCarthy, but then he goes on to say this. Why isn't, I don't give a shit that you're standing and clapping and you're giving a standing ovation. I don't care about that. Actions speak louder than words or, or mov- movements. Standing up and giving someone a, a standing ovation means shit. What are you going to do about it? But <laughs> this article was from yesterday. Kevin McCarthy was hoping to become Speaker of the House, but he needed two, uh, 218 votes to do so and didn't get them. Now, this was as of last night. As of today, he's up to five votes. No go. Now, um, the best way to do this, in my opinion, here is uh, go to Twitter. Okay? And the reason I say go to Twitter is because it's going to be the most uh, up-to-date whatever. Okay, so at last looks like uh, five. See, what I like is people... This is this is the shit I'm talking about. So here this person tweets out, Breaking! Congressman Hakeem Jeffrey wins fifth plurality of Speaker of the House. No, he doesn't. He won leadership of the Democratic Party. He didn't win Speaker of the House because he doesn't have 200 motherfucking 18 votes. If you're going to get on Twitter, okay, okay, another, I do, let me, let me hit the, let me hit this. Hold on, hold on. Get off my lawn, damn It's kids. a two for fucking Tuesday, even though it's Wednesday. So here we go. If you're going to get on Twitter and you're going to tweet whatever you're going to tweet, know what the fuck you're tweeting and what you're talking about. You can't get on here and say, oh, Hakeem, blah, 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 blah. He didn't win anything other than leadership of the Democratic Party. Period. Okay? He got 200 and whatever, 12 votes, Democrats. That means he's the leader of the Democratic Party in Congress. Okay? Unless he gets six more votes on top of that, he is not speaker of anything. Okay? Learn the fucking rules of the game, the law, whatever you want to call it, before you start tweeting the stupid shit. Okay? Uh, so, yeah, last at last vote, it's been five votes, no go. Blase, blase. I'm done with this. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Let's get on to one other topic that I wanted to talk to about today. So, we all saw what happened on Monday Night Football. Okay, even if you don't watch football, you've been inundated with whether you watch the news, ESPN, whatever. I guarantee you somewhere you've seen what happened. So DeMar Hamlin of the uh, Buffalo Bills, safety, cornerback, whatever he was or is, um, made a tackle. I mean, (laughs) it wasn't anything violent. It wasn't a helmet to helmet, helmet to chest. It was... It wasn't much of a tackle, to be honest. I'm not criticizing his tackling technique. And yes, I coached football. I understand tackling technique. Um, Not criticizing anything. The play was clean. Uh, he was tackling the receiver. This is not the receiver lowered his helmet, lowered his shoulder. It was, it was just a blase, blase tackle. Okay. So we all know by now about uh, DeMar Hamlin. And fortunately, God is obviously watching over him. He is doing better now. Today's Wednesday. He's doing a lot better than he was Monday night. He had a uh, heart attack, essentially, right? So you you can't... (laughs) I'm sorry, but... And this is no disrespect to DeMar Hamlin or anybody else that plays football. Okay? But what exactly happened? The tackle was clean. It wasn't a hard hit. It wasn't a hard collision. It wasn't anything like that. If If you haven't seen the clip, search DeMar Hamlin. You'll find it. Okay? Whether it's Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, whatever, you'll see the tackle. It was nothing to write home about. It wasn't one of those tackles that are like, damn, oh my God. You know, it wasn't nothing like that. You're not going to hear, oh, we need to fix uh, concussion protocols. We need to fix the helmets. We need to fix the rules. It was too high. It was too low. It was nothing of the sort. 
It was a basic tackle at best. Okay? So I can't help but ask myself, <laughs> what's going on? And I'm not just talking about with DeMar Hamlin. I'm talking about in sports in general. And the reason I say this is this. COVID, right? COVID hit, what, March of 21, right? We're in full swing. COVID blew up. We're, we're all going to die, right? And towards the end of that year, uh, we had a vaccine, quote-unquote, right? Now, my personal stance on the vaccine is it's bullshit, okay? Uh, in my family, me, my wife, my stepdaughter, her husband, and my stepson have not taken the vaccine. My daughter did. Um, now, she has lupus, and she was... She's one of those people, in my opinion, that have a, a disease. And I went through this. I have cancer. You guys know that. I went through this with my doctors. Oh, you need to get the shot. Why? Oh, because you have cancer. You could die if you get COVID. Okay. <laughs> Newsflash, got COVID. was perfectly fine. Okay. Cancer, lupus, certain diseases, getting COVID... If you're relatively healthy, with the exception of those diseases, you're probably going to be fine. I'm not a doctor. Don't take my advice. I'm just stating my opinion. Okay? My son got the vaccine because he works for a business and he has to travel. He has to go to Canada. He has to leave the country. Okay? I don't agree with it, but he had to do what he had to do. He has a wife. He has a kid. He had to do what he had to do. I can't argue with that. But my daughter doesn't play contact sports. And my son doesn't because they're my daughter's about to be 30. My son's about to be 27. They're old. I'm still young and spry. I can play contact sports. Let's do this. No, ain't right. The only contact sport I got is this, this whiskey glass. Hold on. Mm. Anyway, so... Sudden cardiac death risk in contact sports increased by myocarditis. So now, this isn't my opinion. This isn't some dude on Twitter tweeting out some stuff. This is from the NIH. Why do we know those letters, NIH? What is NIH? What is that? Oh, that's right. Dr. Fauci, right? <laughs> this isn't me making up stuff. Here's the crazy thing. This is from a year and a half ago. This isn't from yesterday. This isn't from a month ago. My, myocarditis is known at, uh, is, is a known cause of sudden cardiac death in athletes. The impact of a direct chest trauma in an at-risk sport or activity in patients with a history of myocarditis has never been demonstrated or studied. We report herein within two cases of life-threatening uh, ventricle arrhythmia secondary to non-penetrating blunt chest trauma while playing contact sports. I'm not going to read the case studies because you'll fall asleep because I almost fell asleep just looking at it. But what? why am I talking about myocarditis? Now, like I said, this, <laughs> this was published. I'm sorry. I said a year and a half ago. This was published March 1st. Of 2021. Okay. So <laughs> what happened in March of 2021? COVID, right? January 21, we started hearing about COVID. But in March, everything started kind of hitting a little bit. Right? Within seven, eight, nine months, whatever it was, we had a vaccine. Oh, we're going to have a vaccine. And by the, by the end of 21, beginning of 22, we had a vaccine. Right? Why did this article from the NIH come out in March of 21? It's almost like we've told you before, TV shows, movies, whatever, where they're telling you what you're, what they're, you know, we, we've talked about books, 1984. We've talked about movies, uh, The Matrix or uh, shit, I can't think of it. it was, I, I always do this. Just different movies, V for Vendetta, um, 
what's the one with fucking Sylvester Stallone? God bless. I can never. This always happens to me. I, I go off on a tangent. I want to talk about something. And I totally forget. I know it's not Judge Dredd. It's Demolition Man. Boom. I knew I'd figure it out. <laughs> we talk about these different movies, and you're like, and these movies are 20, 30 years old, and you're like, ah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Can you imagine? And then we see those things unfold. Okay? Kids might not know what the hell we're talking about, but people that are 40, 50, 60 years old know what the fuck we're talking about. Okay? Here's an article that comes out from the NIH about myocarditis. Not vaccine-related. Just myocarditis and contact sports, blah, blah, blah. Now, as we fast forward in time, and we know that... We know... I'm not speculating. I'm not Dr. Don saying this is what's going to happen. We know, right, that um, that uh, the shot is causing some people to have cardiac arrest. I'm sorry, to have myocarditis. We know this. We're not speculating. We know this. Go to the... Uh, What's it called? The 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 uh, fuck. I, I once again. There's a website here. Let me see if I can figure this out real quick. Hold on. Okay. The beauty of doing a podcast, I can stop and look it up. Vares. I was gonna call it SARS, and I was wrong. Vares. So the Vares reporting can tell you. So Vares uh, is a is a vaccine reporting service essentially. So you can go on this VAERS. It's a government website. It's not a uh, DTOM website. <laughs> it's a it's government website. Go to the VAERS.com, and it'll tell you, or maybe it's even .gov, but anyway, type in VAERS. It'll find it. Um, it'll give you vaccine-related um, deaths, injuries, whatever. One of the biggest things on there lately has been myocarditis in kids, adults, old, you know, older adults. And I'll say this about that. And I'm not saying anything about football players, um, soccer players, baseball players, whatever. You guys did what you had to do. And and the reason I say that is this. DeBar Hamlin has been in the league for two years. So I don't know exactly how old he is. I'm going to guess that he's about 23. Okay? If you've ever played football, or any sport for that matter, but we're going to talk about football in particular, if you've ever played football from a child to however long you were able to play, especially when you were a child, all you could think about was playing probably college football and then possibly NFL, right? I mean, most kids, that's how it was. My son started playing football when he was four, right? Played from four all the way through high school, had college uh, offers, had plenty of offers to go to school. Uh, unfortunately, he sucked. No. <laughs> unfortunately, the offers were from a lot of smaller schools where I was going to have to pay half the tuition and whatever, and I just wasn't in the position at that time to be able to do so. And he didn't really know what he wanted to go to school for, and he didn't feel like taking out a loan and so on and so forth, and I respect that. Now, fortunately, he's been lucky enough by the grace of God to have go he actually went to a trade school became a mechanic never actually used his degree his certificates to be a mechanic but in the long run ended up him being able to get a good job and he makes decent money and he's able to support his wife and his son and so on and so forth but nonetheless when he was in peewee and then in high school you know, yeah, he's like, I can go to college, I can go to school. You know, I don't think he ever really thought NFL was going to be a possibility. But, you know, you always, in the back of your mind, you always dream that stuff. Whether it's baseball, football, soccer, whatever it is. So, these kids, and I'm going to say kid because DeMar Hamlin is younger than my youngest. So, to me, he's a kid. Okay? Um... Same thing. Sure, he started playing football when he was a young man, young child. 
played peewee football, played high school football, played college, wherever he, wherever he went to school, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. The whole time, especially when you go to college, especially if you're in a D1 school, and I, I can't recall where he went, but I think it was Pittsburgh, but whatever. If you are good enough to go from high school to college, and not just go to college, but go to a D1 school, whatever school that is, okay, if you're playing D1 football at, a, I think, 119 whatever schools, you're pretty damn good, okay? You might even be good enough to go pro, which he obviously was. Now, I would assume NFL had a vaccine protocol where you had to be vaccinated, okay? So, you're a college kid. DeMar Hamlin wasn't the number one pick in the draft, right? I can't recall what draft. It doesn't matter. Point being is this. He was drafted by the Bills, whatever round, whatever pick, doesn't matter. And it was probably presented to him, whether it was by his agent or whatever. Look, if you want to play in the NFL, you're going to have to be vaccinated. As a young man that has probably dreamed about playing in the NFL his entire life, or as long as he can remember anyway. Okay, whatever. And I would assume, however many players are in the NFL, that the majority of them had the same thought process. Whatever. Right? But, in the past two years, okay, from January of 2021 to now, over 1,100 athletes have died from cardiac arrest. 1,100 athletes have died from cardiac arrest. Now, it's not NFL. That's not even in America. That's worldwide. And you're thinking, okay, Don, whatever. Worldwide, 1,100 people, that's not that much. <sighs> These are athletes. You've seen videos, I'm sure, of soccer players just falling out. In the middle of a game, middle of practice, middle of stretching, whatever the case is. You've seen football players. You've seen basketball players. You've seen baseball, not so much because I don't think they mandated it. Uh, the other, what, about a week, two weeks ago, uh, during a basketball game, professional basketball game, I don't recall who was playing, you had two announcers, and they were, it might have been halftime, and you had the two guys talking about whatever, oh, you know, uh, LeBron did this, and so-and-so did that, and, you know, Kobe this, and I know Kobe's dead. I don't know, I don't know players. I, LeBron's about it. Not that I care about LeBron, but whatever. So in the meantime, these guys are going back and forth talking about whatever about the game. So the one guy starts talking, oh, yeah, Bob, you're right, blah, blah, blah. In the meantime, Bob, and that's not his name. I'm just throwing a Bob out there. I don't know if I was name, whatever. Goes into a straight fucking uh, seizure. Okay? You've seen referees, and you think, oh, referees, they're fat and lazy. Bullshit. Referees for like football and soccer, <laughs> those guys got to be just as fit as, for the most part, as, as the athletes. So you see these guys dropping out. So these are people. Now you can make the argument, oh, Don, uh, we see people jogging have heart attacks. Okay, that's fine. If uh, Bob Johnson, the average dude in your neighborhood that appears to be fit because he jogs every day, drops and have a heart attack. No offense to Bob Johnson, but Bob Johnson isn't a trained athlete that's constantly under medical surveillance, that goes through physicals, that goes through testing, that goes through these situations. These NFL, NBA, these soccer teams. Now, you, you might not give two shits about soccer here in America, and I can't agree more. But overseas, that is like NFL. Okay? These guys... And all of these sports get paid millions of dollars to entertain you via whatever sport. These owners pay these people, these guys, millions of dollars. Obviously, they pay these guys millions so they can make billions, but that's a story for another day. But they pay these guys millions of dollars. Do you honestly think that they're not going to put an investment and go behind these people and make sure they're not going to die after paying them two, ten, twenty, whatever million dollars a year. 
No. They're going to be tested. They're going to be physicals. And, and when you're a kid and you play peewee football, you get the one pissant <laughs> jobber fucking physical. Yeah, okay, whatever. 20 bucks. These guys go through a physical that you don't even know about. Okay? Do you honestly tell me that if, if and I'm going to just talk about DeMar Hamlin, if he had some sort of arrhythmia or some sort of heart defect, they did. They wouldn't have known about it. You cannot, and I can't, I can't tell you this because I'm not a doctor. And obviously, we'll never probably know. But I guarantee you, this is vaccine related. In the past two years, like I said, 1,100 athletes died from cardiac arrest across the world. You're thinking across the world, whatever. Prior to 2021, over the prior 38 years, 38 years, 1,100 athletes, 1,100 athletes died to various heart conditions under the age of 35. So athletes under the age of 35 died due to various heart conditions. And you're like, okay, well, it's the same. 1,100, what's your, what's your point, Don? <laughs> over the prior 38 years, that's my point. So over the past 40 years, okay, so what are we in, 23, 20, whatever you want to call it? Since 1983, <laughs> you've had 2,200-some-odd deaths of varying heart conditions. In the past two years, has been half of those deaths. And those were cardiac arrest. Not various heart conditions, cardiac arrest. Those, that's a heart attack. Okay? Not, you know, fibrillation, you know, whatever. Whatever the different heart conditions can be. When you have as many people die in a two-year period, conveniently enough, in the... Uh, in the area of vaccines being released versus the prior 38 years, you have to ask the question, what exactly happened here? Unfortunately, we'll probably never know. Unless uh, Mr. Hamlin comes out, he seems to be getting better, hopefully by the grace of God, and I, I really have to give some props to Dan Avlasky, Avorsky, whatever from ESPN. Actually prayed for this guy on air. And I got to respect that. And the reason I say that is this. We live in a culture that is so anti-God. That for this, how many, how many times have you been on Facebook or Twitter or whatever? Prayers for Damon or uh, Damar. Prayers for Damar. Prayers for this, prayers for that. And, and I'm, we're just talking about this guy right now, but in general, you hear prayers for whoever. This guy actually prayed for him on TV. You got to respect that. Um, but in all sincerity, prayers for DeMar and his family. Hopefully, I, I, I don't know. I can't imagine he's going to come back and play football anytime soon, if at all. So, I guess at this point, who cares about football? Let's just pray that this guy is able to get past this and lead a normal life, whether football or no football. Um, that's the important thing. And I think even more important, or also equally as important, I should say, is we need to find out the truth about these vaccines, guys. Because they're still pushing them. They're still pushing them. You see commercials every day. I'm not here to tell you to not get the vaccine. You do you. But it's been two years. Come on. Everyone's probably had COVID by now at least once. Did you die? If you're listening to this, obviously the answer is no. Well, I know somebody that died. It's not funny. You have to ask yourself another question. If you personally know somebody that died from COVID, like legitimately from COVID, what was wrong with them? And I'm not saying were they, there had to be something wrong with them to die from COVID. There had to be. There had to be 
they had to have an underlying condition. Either they were heavyweight, they had heart condition, they had uh, some sort of lung situation. Because that's what it attacks. If <laughs> I've said this before. I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it. As long as you are relatively healthy. Okay, I'm going to use me for an example because I know me. Okay, number one, can I lose weight? Should I lose weight? Do I need to lose weight? Yes, I do. Okay, technically, I'm probably, what, 30 or so pounds overweight, 40 pounds, whatever. I'm fine with that. But (laughs) I'm on my feet for 9 to 10 hours a day moving around. I go to the gym 3 or 4 days a week. When I'm not going to the gym, I'm outside doing yard work. I'm constantly active. Oh, but you you go to sleep so early, which is coming up, so I got to hurry this up. Um, I get up at 11 o'clock at night. So, sue me. I only get 6 hours of sleep. Okay? Point being is this. If you're relatively healthy, you're probably fine. If you're fat and overweight, new year, new you. Get your ass to the gym. Follow your gym etiquette. And with that being said, guys, it is January 4th, 2023. Guys, join me Friday. I'll be back. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll have to see. Maybe we'll have a new speaker. Maybe we won't. Maybe there'll still be madness in the house. But uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. All right, guys, you have a great day. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Don't tread on America. Search us. Check out our website, Don't Tread on America. And uh, share this with your friends, guys. Other than that, you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Friday.